Welcome to the e-commerce badassery podcast, the place for scrappy female entrepreneurs who want to learn actionable steps and strategies to grow the traffic, sales, and profit in your e-commerce business. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster, a 20-year retail veteran who spent three years as the only employee of a seven-figure online store. That shit was crazy. I know exactly how it feels to do all the things, and I'm sharing everything I learned the hard way so you don't have to. I may have started this business by accident, but supporting badass bosses like you lights me the fuck up, and I am so stoked to see you grow. Are you ready, babe? Let's roll. Welcome back to another episode of the e-commerce badassery podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster. The other day, someone posted in the lounge saying they recently opened up a brick and mortar store and that they really needed to increase the sales on their website to support the additional overhead that the store created. First, I congratulated them because opening a brick and mortar store is a huge undertaking and such an accomplishment all on its own. And then I immediately let them know they should reframe how they think about these two parts of the business and that each of them, the online and the brick and mortar, should essentially support themselves. Then, of course, I went into some additional details of how they can market their brick and mortar business. And for those of you who don't know, before I was in the e-com game, I spent many years in brick and mortar retail and I've done a lot of local advertising. And then I realized... I've never talked about this on the podcast. You know, it always amazes me because there are days when I think to myself, I have nothing else to say. How am I going to continue creating podcast content every single week when I've already said all the things I need to say? Do you ever feel like that with your product-based business and like your social content or your emails? And then something like this happens. Someone asks me a question either in the membership, the Facebook group, or just on social, and it's either something I haven't discussed before at all, like local advertising, or it's something I've covered, but their question prompts me to think of it in a different way so that I can present it in a different way to you. So like I always tell you, you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. There's someone out there who hasn't heard what you've had to say just yet. All right, enough rambling. Let's get into the content. And even if you don't have a brick and mortar business, I still recommend you listen because wherever you're based, there's still a local element to what you do. And there are a few tips and tricks you can probably pick up along the way. So like I said, if you do have an online store and a brick and mortar, while there will definitely be crossover, you should treat them as somewhat of separate businesses and expect that they will each support themselves. Now, this might not be 100% possible in the very beginning, but it's what you should ultimately strive for. And you'll also want to analyze those businesses separately. It's likely you'll see different bestsellers across the two platforms, different buying patterns, and even different customers. The more granular you can get in your analysis, the better decisions you can make for each of them. When it comes to marketing a brick and mortar business, the first thing to consider is, are you a destination or do you have a lot of walk-by foot traffic? The less foot traffic you have, the harder you'll have to work to get eyes on your business. And the first thing you'll want to do is local SEO through platforms like Google My Business, Yelp, and Bing Places. If you have multiple store locations, you can use a tool like Yext, Y-E-X-T, to manage all of your locations on all of the platforms from one place. 
Each of these platforms function a little bit differently, so we're not going to go through every last detail of them, but I'll highlight a few key things you'll want to be aware of. Google My Business allows you to create posts on your listings to keep that profile active. It's unlikely that they'll get a ton of action or that it will revolutionize your business, but it does show Google that you're actively managing this listing, which will help you in your rankings because Google likes to see activity. You can also post a walkthrough tour of your store where customers can click around and get a 360 view. You need a Google approved photographer for this, but it's not very expensive and you only need to do it once. And as you've probably seen from your own web searches, if someone does search your brand, your GMB listing will generally show up in the right hand column of the search results page, giving much more visibility into your store. You are all very familiar with Yelp, I'm sure, and it's one of the first places people go to read reviews about businesses, so you definitely want a presence there. I do recommend you pay for the enhanced listing, I think that's what it's called, which will prevent similar businesses from being promoted on your listing. Additionally, Yelp lets you highlight features of your business, like if you're LGBT friendly, have wheelchair access, or are minority owned and operated. Both of them let you post your store hours, collect reviews, and allow customers to ask questions about your business. And you can, of course, link directly to your website from these listings as well. In terms of advertising, for Google, you would use Google Ads, but Yelp also has a paid advertising option. You essentially bid on your category, and your listing then enters an auction to show at the top of the Yelp results to people who are searching for stores in your category. You can also create location pages for your stores on Facebook as an offshoot to your main Facebook business page. This is great if you have multiple store locations because you can set things like your store hours and contact information on each individual page. And to keep the pages active without any extra work, you can just set it so that whatever you post on your main business page will automatically post to your individual store pages as well. The next thing you'll want to look into are local community events that you can sponsor or have a physical presence at and local partnerships with other small retailers or businesses that serve your customer. At my previous gig, we did a lot of partnerships with bars and gentlemen's clubs, if you know what I mean. If we sponsored a local event, we take a handful of our most popular products to sell at the event and then usually a spin to win to get some email signups. You don't have to give away anything big. You don't want to take away from the opportunity to sell actual product, but people love to spin those wheels. Some local events can be pretty expensive to sponsor, but you can always partner up with another local business and split the booth or even one of your vendors if you have a close relationship with them. When I had my boutique, I would donate a night out shopping event to local charity auctions. We would hold the events after hours. The winner could bring in five friends to shop with, They'd get a gift card and then everyone would get a discount on their purchases for the night. We'd serve some champagne and some snacks. They'd get to hang out and shop with their favorites. We'd make some money and get some exposure. Good times were had by all. Maybe you host a trunk show and partner up with a local nail salon to come in and do mini manicures. Or you can put small gift cards or discount flyers into gift bags at someone else's event. There's so many ways you can do this. Just make sure it makes sense with the product that you sell. You'll also want to look into local press. This is way easier to get the national press because those local publications are all about the community. When I opened my boutique back in the day, the local weekly did a feature on me and even gave me a framed version of it. I have it in my office. It's so funny when I look at that photo because I just look like such a baby. 
These local outlets also have pretty affordable advertising rates, and they also do holiday gift guides. Make friends with the publishers and writers, and you're golden. In a lot of cases, they'll probably find their way to you, especially if you're like new because they're paying attention. But if not, just hit up some local networking events. 99% of the time, they're going to be there. If you don't have the media you need for advertising, partner with your vendors if you can. I sold mostly name brand vendors at my store who had beautiful imagery, and I got permission from them to use some of their runway and brand images to use in my print advertising with them. There are also media companies that publish in multiple markets like Modern Luxury or Wear Magazine. I'm not sure if they still are, but back in the day, Wear Magazine was inside hotels in their market, so that could be a good option if you're located in a tourist destination. Another thing to consider, though it seems old school and archaic, is out-of-home advertising like billboards, bus shelters, benches, and wild postings. These can be on the expensive side depending on the market, but they do work. The trick is you need it to generally be close to your location. And you can usually buy remnants, which are just gaps in their bookings, on the cheap. There are also digital billboard options, which are less expensive, but that's because they cycle you through with other advertisers. And then there's always radio. People do still listen to radio, especially during the morning commute. And you have a lot of control on when your spots run and how often. You do generally need to make a pretty big investment at once, even though it can last you a long time. So you may want to save that for special times of the year, depending on your budget. One of my favorite local advertising tactics is direct mail. It's easy to think that it wouldn't do much because you picture yourself throwing away all that quote-unquote junk mail. But if it's something that resonates, it works. I mean, when it's relevant to me, I keep them, and a lot of times I even take action on it. And you can get surprisingly targeted with these lists too if you're working with a direct mail company. Yes, it costs a bit more to go through them, but it's totally worth it and really easy to track if you have some sort of offer on it. I also love direct mail as you grow your local customer base. Yes, email is still powerful for brick and mortar, but it sure is nice to get something valuable in the mail. And then there's also local digital advertising. If all this traditional stuff doesn't feel cool enough for you, look into geofencing. This is digital advertising, but specific to a targeted geographical area. Plus, the majority of the local publications you come across will also have a digital presence, so you can focus your spend on the digital property instead of the print one. When it comes to having a brick-and-mortar business, the more involved you get with your local community, the faster word will spread. Make friends with the baristas at your local coffee shop, the business owner of the pizza shop, and even the owner of the boutique around the corner. You never know where the next word of mouth referral is going to come from. Before I go, have you ever seen Miracle on 34th Street? Do you remember when Chris Kringle started referring customers to the department store competitor when gimbals didn't have what they were looking for? The executives were pissed, but the customers loved it and it made them more loyal. The same is true in your local community. Get to know what's around. Meet the people. Spread the word. People talk. If you want to learn more about local advertising, please let me know. I focus so much on e-commerce and only know a handful of people who have brick and mortar too, but there's probably more of you. So please let me know. Come message me on Instagram. If you're out there, I'll totally make more content for you. All right, friends. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today, and I'll see you on the flip side.
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're looking to surround yourself with more product entrepreneurs who totally get your life right now, get your booty on over to the e-commerce badassery Facebook group. Can't wait to see you there. Until next time, e-commerce friends, stay badass.